Church of the Cross, and welcome back to the Ninth Avenue Nine. This is your host, Joel Bascom, pastor of Connecting and Equipping. As always, it is great to be able to keep churning out these podcasts. As fall is in full swing, keep thinking about when you want to be on the podcast. I still have a steady trickle of folks who want to join me in talking about music, but you can email me at joel at ofthecross if you want to be on the podcast. You can talk about your nine favorite albums, nine comic books, or call up a friend and do a song list like I did with the venerable Christian Ruck and Sean O'Neill on the last episode. But now, let's talk about the next episode. Episode 18 features the second time a couple has been interviewed together. It is a bit longer of an episode due to how they did it, but there is so much great music and Trevor and Andrea make the time go by very quickly. By the way, Trevor and Andrea brought snacks. Hint, hint. I hope you enjoy the show and that you are able to listen in to the Spotify playlist. There is so much great music on this playlist to discover. So, let's get to it. Here's episode 18 of the 9th Avenue 9, featuring the Popes, longtime Church of the Cross members. And welcome back to the basement, everyone. My guests today, yes, guests, in, in the plural, are longtime members of Church of the Cross. I don't have any memory of them not being here, so I will look to confirm the length of their time here in just one moment. They have been such a deep blessing to our community. She has dedicated so much time and energy to our children's ministry, and you will see him helping in the sound booth and overall just bringing his positive vibe to the room. They wanted to be interviewed together, and they are bringing their own unique structure to their nine, and I can't wait to hear what they have to share. It is my pleasure to welcome Trevor and Andrea Pope to the Ninth Avenue Nine. Hello! Joel, Hi. thanks for having us. Oh, it's great to have you. So, before we get into the music, which is the, the main reason that we're here, first of all, I want to thank Trevor for bringing beverages, unspecified beverages, to the show. I'm enjoying mine as we speak. And Andrea's baking. And Andrea brought baked goods. So those of you who want to be future guests on the 9th Avenue Nine, <laughs> don't feel any pressure, of course. So how long have you, have the Popes been attending Church of the Cross? Okay, I'll tell, yes, we've been here since 2007. Okay. So we moved to Hopkins uh, in 2000, early 2007. Yeah, March. And... So it's been many years. We were looking for a church for about a year in Minneapolis. Yeah, and yeah. I have, we had gone to an affiliated church when we lived in Washington, D.C. Okay. In Eastern Market okay. with a friend. Okay. It was a friend of mine from college who attended that church. Mm-hmm. Forget what it was called. Church of Resurrection. Church of the Resurrection, yeah. yeah. That was, hmm, that's an unusual name. Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so when we moved to Hopkins, we had been looking for a church, and she knew of this church. Okay. And said that we should give it a try. Um, so that's how we ended up here. So we came. I remember we met the Nelsons the first Sunday we uh-huh. were here, and then went to a newcomer's dinner shortly after. Yeah. And, and then we were invited like immediately to do the bagel table. And oh, pretty soon we were in charge table. of it. Ah, yes, and we the just, legendary bagel. We bagel. just could never leave. Yep. <laughs> so and you said great. that was 07? 07, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, you've always, I, I don't, like I said, we came in 2010, so I, I knew that you were you had predated us, so that's very cool, and you also always have been. I've had a few uh, drives to men's retreats with you, and then shared yep. Bob Dylan music in the car. I don't know if that's going to pop up later or not, but we'll see. Highly possible. 
So, um, as we've continued along with the show, we've had different structures. We've started to play with the format a little bit. And so, Trevor and Andrea have their own sort of structure that they're bringing to this. So, why don't you go ahead and explain to me what, how we're going to do this, and then we'll get into the music. How is this going to go today? So, we're going to do three shared, and three shared. then uh, we each have six of our own mm-hmm. albums that we're bringing. But three of them we share. Andrew and I have been uh, together for a long time. You were, uh, we started dating when Andrea was 15 and I was 16. Okay. I did and not know that. That is wow. we had a, a, a long shared history of music and memories and our tastes and kind of bands we've seen together mm-hmm. and apart have certainly intertwined in, in what we just listened to together, like, like for a really long time. So uh, we thought it would be appropriate. To have, some have shared, a little bit of some individual tastes, but also what's what you have listened to together. Mm-hmm. That's great. And isn't it great to have those bands and that music that you can share? It's like the best. Yeah. Absolutely. And something that really struck me with John Hardiker's episode was he mm-hmm. talked about music. He used the word story and emotion, I think. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So yeah. I listened to that and I said, yes, like for sure. And I think for me, music is about memories and feelings. So yeah. the memories that that music can mm-hmm. just draws remind, you, remind draws you back you. to a it moment. Absolutely mm-hmm. does, yeah. So right. we have that together and separate. And our tastes only kind of overlap that much. Only by three. Because <laughs> so it could have been kind of five, four, five, or yeah. something else. If, well, but but like only three. Six, six and three is nine, right? So yes. now we have like yes. nine-ish. Nine-ish. Well, we've, we've probably merged closer in music tastes. Yeah, I think so. Um, and and just, yeah, the other things. Oh. We'll start dressing alike soon. All sorts okay. <laughs> so the way we're going to do this is we're going to start with six from Andrea. Yep, I'm right? ready. And then three from the both of you, and you can figure out at that point how you want to announce those, and then six from Trevor. So okay. without further ado, we'll take a break at, after each of those segments. Let's go to yours. Yep, What's number one, Andrea? I just have to point out, people can't see, but we, we wrote our lists on oh. something that looks like a cassette tape. Ooh, you know, we should take pictures of these, so and I can put them up with the podcast. We have side A... Side of this A cassette and yeah. Trevor is side T. Side T. Uh, side A, side T. Got it. Like and this is, I just feel like I need to talk about like the history of music in my life because as we watch our kids engage with music, it's so different from, from how my early memories of music are cassette tapes. Of course. I mean, it was mm-hmm. like sitting by the radio, waiting for my favorite sound to come on so I could hit record and play at the same time. Sure. And then listen to that song over and over. Well, on the I remember deck. doing that too. Um, so those are my earliest memories of music, um, which is brings me to my first very ambiguous cheating album Yeah. that I'm just going to get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> so I grew up on mixed tapes and mm-hmm. burned CDs. Mm-hmm. That was how I interacted with music to make sure that I could listen to all my favorite songs. Absolutely. And so I'm only going to cheat a little bit because I feel like I belong more on a round table episode like what you did with Christian and Sean. Sure. Because to me, it's like music singles. Yeah. I would go to the store and find the single mm-hmm. and then wear it out. Well, find so a friend kind of and you can go do, come do a round table. I will do that, so I'm going to cheat just a little bit. And my first album is, like, what I really would 
like to do is like songs through the decades. Uh-huh. Um, sure. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to cheat just a little bit. And my first one is going to be uh, a mixtape of like four songs each of my favorite songs from Elton John and Queen. And and who? Queen. Queen. Got it. That is my first one. Okay. Because so, so this is going to be a long uh, playlist, I will say. <laughs> it's going to so, be well, such well, long, but I picked the well, songs. what are the songs? I yeah. picked the songs, so sure. I'm going to have to flip over here. Um, the songs are um, Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's. Love it. Because I Love feel like song. it's little known. I did not hear it until this summer. Love that song. Really? Just this summer? I am quite certain. Really? That that was the first time I heard it, and now I'm obsessed. So I feel like it's it a great needs song. to be... Introduced to the world. And the other one is Somebody to Love. Mm-hmm. And Queen is kind of also a recent mm-hmm. obsession and has become uh, something that we just listen to around the house now. So, Do you do this ever, have. like, the uh, you'll remember a song from a movie? Is that how? Well, Because that, yeah. Mona Lisa's Man Hatters is in a, a movie that no, I No, I don't. Well, what movie? It's a movie called Almost Famous. We watched oh, yeah. it, but I didn't know it was in that movie. Well, maybe it's just in the director's cut. But I think, yeah, it's towards the end when he's yeah. in New York. And Wait, it's beautifully wet, woven into the, the I'm movie. so glad to know this. We yeah. have to go rewatch. We watched it years ago. We, we might, also love movies. Do we own that movie? We I might. don't think so. I can the lend you my copy if okay. you want. It's one of my favorite movies. It's the one that Steph and I have watched yeah. once a year. Cameron Crowe. Yeah, yeah Cameron Crowe. Yeah. Which? Which is a yeah. movie about music. That right. movie. Yeah. Well, well, those are two. That is a that's a great. What are the well? Give me a couple other songs. What are the other? What are the other? Yeah. Well, recent ones that I hadn't really heard from Queen. Well, I grew up on Bohemian Rhapsody. Sure. And like Wayne's World. Wayne's that's right. (laughs) Mike Myers and Dana Carvey. Waiting by the radio to hear that song come on. Um, a recent one is Radio Gaga. Mm Mm-hmm. Love that one. Um, and with Elton John. Um, oh, like kind of classic but it's like i went to their greatest hits albums and it just didn't hit enough mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i had to make my mm-hmm. own well mona lisa's in manhattan so like right? tiny dancer sure and, also in almost famous um oh, famously wow that's so great and then it'll come up later um on one of ours elton john makes another appearance um tiny mm. dancer the names aren't going to come to me right now even candle in the wind i think is so powerful um, it is yeah those are some more titles. Cool. That's yeah. a good first entry. What's number two? Okay, number two, I'm going to uh, take me back to soundtracks. Oh. was also something that I would I would save up my money to buy a soundtrack, and mm-hmm. I would just wear it out. So mm-hmm. the one that's going to hit the most marks for me is Forrest Gump. Oh, sure. Yeah, because Great it has so has many. everything on it. It might not be my favorite songs of the artists, but it hits a lot of the artists, like Oh, yeah. Mamas and the Papas and... California Dreamin', yeah. Yeah, so many just great songs. Yeah. To just hit the... Fortunate Son by Credence is on there, I believe. I think you're right. It's really good. Um, Because oldies, I always enjoyed listening to oldies. We had a radio station in the town we grew up in, Cool 98.7. And the town was? Bismarck, North Dakota. Bismarck, the capital of yeah. North Dakota. Capital. From what I understand. Yeah. Yes, that's cool. Yeah, I did that, too. I loved oldies growing up. Yeah. I to them constantly. Well, yeah, it was a huge, it was a huge thing. So, yeah. yeah, and that's something that I've been playing. Actually, the one of the songs from there that I want to highlight is the feather theme. Yes. Um, yeah. So my 
youngest, a way to get him up to bed recently has been to put on a feather theme and then turn a flashlight on and we shadow dance in the bedroom. Oh, how sweet. <laughs> and That's so I really feel like cool. It's kind of come full circle of just trying to introduce my kids to these songs that... It's a very really, sweet theme. It is really powerful, so yeah. it's just been a, a good way to end the day. I've been trying to so. decide whether and when I should watch the show. That I mean, my kids are old enough, but there's, you know... There's some stuff in that movie that's a little bit, you know, yeah, little dark. Tiny. But yeah, that's a good one. I remember it came out when I was in college. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember watching it with my family and being really moved. It's by really the, good. Being it's, really it's, moved by the story. So yeah, I feel like. Totally. Um, I feel really. Yeah, especially Lieutenant Dan and everything. Oh, yeah. Lieutenant There's Dan's journey. So much in that movie. So much. Mm-hmm. So you'll have that's to cool. let me know when the rule is for when I can watch it with my kids <laughs> well it's, yeah, I look forward to and it. some of it has to do with what i know my kids will like absolutely sure. some of it's that too well and it, in a way it's easy because we love movies too yeah and it's easy to introduce them to the music mm-hmm. and the movies mm-hmm. come later right but what the other the, song well, is yeah, what, um for what it's worth by buffalo Park. sure yeah partly because i love the song but partly because i feel like it's come on in the past, and we've been like, what is this song called? Yeah. <laughs> and the title just doesn't match It doesn't have anything song. to do with the song. <laughs> right. and so Everybody look what's going down should be the title of it yeah. or something. But yeah. I feel like I wanted not. to highlight that one, too. <laughs> okay. That's uh, two. What's number three? Number three also goes back to my youth. I looked it up. This album was released in 1996. I was 14 years old. Okay. So now everybody knows how old I am. And it it reminded me that I liked music before I met Trevor. <laughs> mm. Trevor is so tied into my music tastes uh-huh. that this was a good reminder that I liked the Beatles before I met oh, Trevor. Oh, you're putting so a Beatles album on? It is. <laughs> oh, God bless you. And That's well, great. and I this was belabored. It was <laughs> it was a struggle, but the third anthology. Oh sure, yeah. You mean from from their anthology film? The, they the, had the, the documentary. three, three anthology oh, yeah, yeah. albums. Yeah, that I came out in 94. Yeah. I haven't seen the film. Oh, it's great. There's a film? Yeah, no well, the anthology <laughs> was no a documentary no that idea. they basically produced about themselves. It was basically them. It's kind of autobiographical, a film that they made. And they, and they released the three soundtracks based on... One, two, and three, and so it's the last. It's the last one. Didn't know. See, now we have so many more movies to watch. I have a DVD cassette of it. If wow. you'd like to borrow, it. I, I, this could be a theme as well. <laughs> yes. I can borrow, let you, we'll lend you my, my, my library. My library. And the reason I picked this one is um, again the range of songs that I both enjoy, and I liked that season of their music a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but also because I don't know a lot of the songs, and I love, yeah. and I remember again saving up for those anthologies and going and getting oh, them so and just cool. listening to them. But I think I probably only listened to the songs that I loved. So uh-huh. I would like to just sit with these songs and hear their voices, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of extra stuff in them. Sure. Yeah, it's a lot of, you know, B's, not B-sides, but just, you know, either unreleased takes or, like... Um, a lot of calm, extra like, chatter going on. Yeah, a lot of lunch discussion, and then, of course, you know, takes where, you know, a, song, a famous song that they have another interesting take of and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. Yeah, so I just want to kind of sit with that and have the Beatles talk to me in the basement. Sure. For a while. So I guess what we would do is you would be locked in the basement for six or seven months. And then for the next three, 
uh, albums. You could get, you could share the basement for a bit, and then the last six for you on your own. Is that how we're doing this? That yeah. seems the really optimal. Well, that's great though. The Beatles, uh, <laughs> the Beatles anthology three. I hadn't thought about that in a while, but yeah, it's a really neat. It's a neat film. But it's really I long though. It's like you know, really long. It's a documentary. Is so. there a DVD yeah. player in? The basement, or does that need to be a luxury? Item? Well, you know, um, we can we can work it out. That's a Beatles. <laughs> That's song. a Beatles song. That was so good. That was <laughs> so the songs from there that I would pick are "Hey Jude" and "Rocky Raccoon," and those do tie back to Trevor. So, Rocky Raccoon and "Hey Jude." Hey so Jude is a beautiful song. Trevor made me a mixtape, like early on. I would say before we were dating, mm-hmm. with all sorts of we're music. dating right away. So. Debatable, yeah, <laughs> debatable, <laughs> all the things that I think you said I should know. I mean, there was like CCR and Led Zeppelin and ABBA and do you How remember many? what else you put on there? <laughs> Not really. Right, he doesn't <laughs> I'm the memory keeper in our relationship, but um, but Hey Jude was on there and I remember being so moved by that song mm-hmm. in the cassette that he, or whatever it was, CD that he And gave. I think it was the anthology version. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, you don't even know this, but I would just drive around and just listen to that song over and over. And it mm-hmm. is part of my attraction to the the name of our second son, Judah. Mm-hmm. Just having... That's uh, great. Yeah, it played into that for me, yeah. for sure. But then Rocky Raccoon, I don't know when you first played that for me. But you sang it, like guitar. And just recently on our anniversary, actually, he, he sang me Rocky Raccoon. Ooh, I maybe this should be a, a part of the podcast. Maybe we can oh, have a, a recording of Trevor. Yeah, I just loved <laughs> watching him sing Rocky Raccoon. Yeah. One of my great, Another great song. Great early relationship memories. For I'm going to have to go back. I have a copy of that, so I'm going to have to great. go home and listen to those cuts. Because I, I yeah, Beatles are my fave, so <sighs> you're never going to get any any yeah. argument from me on the Beatles. Yeah, so great. So great. Talk about just like uh, just a, a sort of currency that so many people who love music have. That band is just, you know, every time you you hear those lists that they come up with, like the current has done, like who's a favorite artist, and the Beatles are number one because everybody, everybody has a song that they can relate to. Yeah, and it relates across the generations. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, I can talk to my parents about the oh, Beatles, yeah. and my dad has memories of the albums that he bought, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I just think it's a mm-hmm. yeah, it's powerful. Totally unifying. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's number four? Yep, uh, flip my flip my tape, tape over, over here. Yeah. Okay, so now we're moving on to my college years, time when Trevor and I were apart, distance wise. Okay, where were you? <laughs> where, where, where were you? Uh, where were you during this time? Well, Andrew was in Jamestown College, uh, just straight between Bismarck and Fargo, like halfway is Jamestown uh-huh. College. Okay, I was two years in Bismarck and two years in Fargo. Right. So you're still in North Dakota. We're, we're, we're a hundred miles apart. <laughs> at all times, straight down but ninety-four. The album is. I ended up. Um, I had never been in a choir and always enjoyed music and singing a little bit. Um, so they had a. Well, they had the concert choir, which was like the mm-hmm. real choir, and then they had the chapel choir. Mm-hmm. Or, or one year even, I tour. I did lights for the. 
the choir like spring break mm-hmm. tour. I just liked being near the choir. Mm-hmm. So that is my next album is Jamestown College Choir, mm-hmm. Music of the Americas, and that's okay. what they were singing when I went on a spring break. Okay. Tour with so them. would this be and I ended up being in the chapel choir, but those aren't I'll right. So. Yeah, no, give that to me. Uh, but okay. I have the titles. But yeah, I wonder if I wonder if we could somehow we could find a way to do it. it. Get a link in on the the episode. Um, really good memories. Uh, so the two songs there is are, uh, it is well with my soul. Mm-hmm. This one I phoned a friend yesterday. I had a good friend of ours from college, Amy Folkestad, oh, yeah. text me. As I was, like, belaboring, this was a big decision. I don't yes. know what other song to pick. So I asked her what her favorite song was. Uh-huh. And this was hers, like, hands down, unequivocal. So this is for Amy. It is well with my soul. Mm-hmm. And the other one was for sure going to be on my list, but then I texted another college friend mm-hmm. who actually told us about Church of the Cross, and I said, what's your favorite? And she texted back the one that I had chosen. So it is Ave Maria. Uh-huh. But a different arrangement. Okay. Different composer than... Do not know anything about music arrangements mm-hmm. or composers. So it is... <laughs> it is Franz Bebel. Okay. So soul-stirring. Mm-hmm. I think just this last Christmas, I introduced it to our kids and just listened to it over and over during mm-hmm. Advent. Do you remember it? See, we don't actually... Mm. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> if I heard it, I if probably If you heard would. it, you might, yeah. but it brings back such good memories. And so this, and is, is this such what you were singing on it? I was not. So okay. I was in the chapel choir, which was mm-hmm. only girls um, and very accessible to everybody. Okay. Um, well, I love we, it when we people bring up personal. Either. I think Andine had something she like this, She did. Too. I remember this, and also Andine kind of hard to find then, right? Yeah, but, well, we did. I was but, able to well, find some equivalents pretty well, actually. I th- Amazingly enough. I think you can for sure find, yeah. find equivalents about that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that's four. We've yeah. been, let's see, we've got choir, we've got the Beatles, we've got Elton John. What's next? Yeah, well, next, we were just talking with Christian about this one. Oh. Uh, the Welcome Wagon. Welcome Wagon? The Welcome Wagon. Yes. The album is... Welcome to the Welcome Wagon. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was their first album. What is so special about this album is that it was introduced to given, I think, probably she gave me a burned copy. Mm-hmm. The CD. <laughs> Nikki Reed. You mm-hmm. maybe knew the Reeds? Ben and Nikki? Um, I don't think... We, we, I think we overlapped a little bit. Maybe. I, okay. I don't know. remember what year, because we started coming sure. here in 2010. I know their uh, name. Yeah. And actually, from my understanding, he works at a church now for <gasps> the pastor at the church. I went to seminary with him, and I was really good friends with him oh, wow. at, at TED's, which is oh. interesting. Oh. From my understanding. Indiana. Charles Anderson They're is They're in Indianapolis. Name. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, and they left but in 2009, because they moved... Because that was before we came here. They yeah. moved days before... Karis, my oldest, was born. Okay. Um, and they, I will never get over them moving. <laughs> <laughs> they really welcomed us into the church. I mean, many people sure. did, but they had us over one night. Um, 
Do you remember this? This is all a test of Trevor's memory. <laughs> Recruited us in, in the youth. Right. Is this so really what this is about? Is this just I mean, about testing Trevor's this memory? This More so than about music. Our whole relationship is the test. <laughs> <laughs> so they had us over for Chile one night, like nice fall day, and we're like, great, you know, yeah. let's do it. Well, they ended up asking us to help them with the youth group. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> so we ended up doing the youth group with them here um, until uh, we had... We had kids, and we actually, we were pregnant with our first kids together, um, and then they moved, mm-hmm. and I'll just never get over it. But all that to say, love the reeds, um, and love this album. The Welcome and that Wagon. It reminds me of Welcome the to the Welcome Wagon. Welcome by to the, the Welcome, Welcome Wagon. Wagon. And so here's the other thing about music that I have to say. I have listened to almost every episode of your podcast. Oh, good. I love it. My kids listen to it with me. They love it. So thank you. Sure. Um, what I've been interested in and kind of challenged by is how much people know about the artists mm-hmm. that they're listening to. And mm-hmm. I cannot say that I do. Sure. And I look forward to learning more about these <laughs> artists that I enjoy. Well, the Beatles anthology will help you with it. It will help me. I was like, I guess I have a whole year in the basement yes. to learn about these people. Yeah. I don't need to stress out about it now. But I did look up the Welcome Wagon. So he's a pastor. Um, it's a it's a husband wife duo. Okay. Yeah, in New York okay. City. So, and they've done several albums, but I guess Sufjan Stevens helped them produce. Oh, okay. At least their first one, maybe more. But wow. I just thought that was interesting as I looked up different artists to see the connections okay. that a lot of them have with each other in sure. either side side gigs or helping each other get known. So I appreciated that because we've enjoyed Sufjan. It'd be interesting to see if I've heard any of their music without knowing it. Yeah, I th- I really think you'd love them. Yeah. I've been re-listening to some with the kids, and again, I find it just very soul-stirring. Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. songs are um, Up on a Mountain is okay. the first one. And to be honest, this is a an album that I often listen to during Lent. Oh, sure. So it's a seasonal mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. selection for me, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but Up on a Mountain, I was just listening to it this afternoon and just really getting choked up. Uh, just a beautiful song about Jesus walked to the cross um, mm-hmm. and about his humanity and about mm-hmm. how we are not alone. Yeah. And the arc of the story in a really simple way um, is beautifully told in that song. Mm-hmm. So I love that song. And then the other song is called American Legion. Mm-hmm. And from what I know of this song, and I think Nikki told me this, is it's kind of a tribute to a friend that they lost very tragically. Oh, okay. And so it's a it's a heavy and hopeful song, but mm-hmm. a reminder um, to pay attention to people and mm-hmm. to have no regrets in yeah. relationships, too. So. What was the name of the song again? American Legion. American Legion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll look forward to listening to their music. I don't think I've heard it. Mm-hmm. What's number five? Yep, well, it's number six. Number six? If we're I'm in, counting whoa. right, I think I'm almost there. Wow, we go, we, we did, okay, all right. All we're right. not going to be here all day. We're not. Okay. What's Rest assured. Yes. <laughs> um, this is Page CXVI. Have you heard of that? No, Page CX, is that the so Roman numeral? It's the Roman numerals, don't page ask me CX, which. Page CX, CX 100 Anybody and... Anybody know? I don't what? know. CXVI? Didn't look it up. No idea. Trevor's got his... 116? I trust you. That's what I'm thinking. 
So what? Uh, boom. Oh, yes. wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Hey. <laughs> Not only do Amazing. I know music, I can do Roman numerals. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's why it's how I got to where I am. <laughs> tell me about Paige <laughs> CXVI. So, uh, Trevor's brother Taylor introduced us to this album, I think the year that my daughter was born. Um, in 2009, do you remember? Oh, yeah. Do you the, remember? Are they the Advent people? <laughs> the, the name no, of the album is... Not. The name of the album is Hymns. Hymns? 2009. Okay. Um, so it's just, to me, some really beautiful arrangements and uh, okay. hymns. Yeah, and that also has just played out. Like, I remember listening to it a lot when my daughter was an infant. Yeah. And again, the memories that I associate with it. So I brought this CD on a trip that my mom... And Karis and I took to Prince Edward Island mm. when Karis was three, oh, and I was cool. pregnant with Judah. And the memories that the CD or just listening to the music brings are really powerful to me. Of just mm-hmm. driving through the hills, um, listening to, to mm. the hymns. So that's it. It is, I did look something up, so I had like something <laughs> about these people to bring, but yeah. her name is Latifa Atlas. Uh huh. Um, it was her project, okay. and apparently they, they still do things, but she does some work with the Porter's Gate and Josh Garrels, too. So God, again, Yes, I've heard those. those. I hear those on um, Pray As You Go. Have you ever listened oh, to that podcast? Yes. Oh, yes. They use them a lot, so oh. those two. So they that, use those two. They Porter's use Porter's Gate, Gate and, and Josh Garrels. Yeah. Great. So again, I love, like, mm-hmm. I love just looking at that and being like, oh, well, I love all those people. It makes sense that they would somehow work yeah. together. So the... Songs for those, for this, is Come Thou Fount. Mm-hmm. Powerful. It was in our wedding. Oh, good. Yeah. And That's a favorite of mine. This, this song by PhDXVI came on our music. Like, that was just playing. Like, Alexa now is what we mm-hmm. do, right? So mm-hmm. you just don't know what's going to come up. But it was playing the morning that we found out about Oli. Oh, okay. And that's powerful to me because it felt like just kind of this this full circle. And I just mm-hmm. remember standing in my kitchen looking at Trevor like, wow. <laughs> you know? And just the power of hymns and yeah, and this particular version of it. Yeah. really beautiful. Yeah. Are you like, learning found? all these things you didn't know? Yes. <laughs> like, for what? <laughs> well, that's a great and the uh, next, collection. Of yeah. s- that's six of them, you said? It is, but the all next right. song for that one yeah. is Abide With Me, which also... Oh, sure, yeah. In that season... Again, kind of the full circle arc of music in that season. That song was really meaningful to me. That Lent, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, we are six down. We're gonna take a short break, and we will be right back with the shared three albums of the Pope's. Just hold on one second. We'll be right back. And we're back, and we're talking about music with Trevor and Andrea Pope, which has been very, very fun. And so, you know, I'm going to ask, sounds like you all are a few years behind me. I was born in 75. Uh, cassettes for you, you were talking about cassettes. I like that. I like, what, did you have a particular medium that you uh, always use? Were it CDs for you? Or for me, it's the album. It's my thing. I have, a, as you all saw... When you came yeah. in, I've got a little record player here in the in my in my my office. What do you do? You do you have a preference, Trevor? Medium. So, growing up, I didn't have many cassettes. I got my first uh, CD album, the CCR, uh, 
and uh, CCR. Uh, uh, like a greatest hits? No, yeah, yeah, the volume one of yeah. uh, um, uh, not Chronicles, but uh, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't um, remember what it's called either. I looked it up actually the other night, um, but. That was from Mark Storsley. Mm-hmm. But then I just had a bunch of, like, like Andrew had a bunch of burned albums. Like, we live in kind of the golden age of Napster in, sure. in, in, in like, high school. <laughs> yes, but that's right. I, I didn't have a computer or stuff, frankly, of my own. So I go, like, go to a friend's house. Uh, Chronicles, Volume 1. That's right, it is, yeah. And For those of you who are young, Napster was a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big deal when, uh, in the mid-90s. Yeah. And it was a place where you could go and fi- share files and they were broken down by Metallica, yeah. as I recall. Well, Metallica taking him to court. Lars. Lars Ulrich. Lars did it. And, and, you know, they they were never that great at quality. So, you know, if you could, like, copy someone else's album, that was probably the best way. But I, mm-hmm. I just didn't have that much. But then I got older and started exploring, yes. finding more music, <laughs> Burning Friends albums. Yes. I mean, to be honest, like, I just, you know, I... You have a lot of money to spend on uh, on albums, so. I... Mm-hmm. Well, and that's how I started with vinyl, Trevor. Yeah. Well, what happened was on college, you know, you're you're, you're buying CDs. I don't know mm-hmm. if I've said this on the show. So if I haven't said, if I've already said this on the show, sorry mm-hmm. for being repetitive, going into my old man stories again and again. But when I was in college, CDs were the new thing, and so if it, mm-hmm. CDs were fifteen or twenty dollars. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. So you could go to record stores and get. A copy of say my favorite uh, like Van Morrison's Moon Dance for uh-huh. instance. You went and got a new you know remastered CD. It's fifteen twenty bucks. You go get a record because nobody was buying records in the early nineties. You know it's three four dollars. Well, you were I have smart. A, I have a born That's a copy nice. of Born in the USA that I spent I spent uh, thirty nine cents on. I still have the price tag on it. So that's how I started with vinyl, and then now it's kind of chic again. Oh, yeah. So it's fun to do, and so yeah. it's my it's my it's the thing I collect now. So. Yeah. Boom. So uh, so we're on part two, and we discussed at the beginning that you're going to talk about three albums that you share. Yeah. So I this will be very interesting. What is the first of the three albums that you share? Well, they're somewhat sequential. Somewhat. Um, yeah, in terms of our yep. relationship. Yep. Okay. So it's Nickel Creek. It's Nickel Creek. Nickel Creek. It's their, it's their freshman, their debut album. Mm-hmm. What's it called? I didn't even write it down. Nickel Creek. Oh. Yeah. Self-titled. Okay. Self-titled. Yes. Yep. <clears throat> Nickel Which Creek. Is so Sean Watkins, Sarah Watkins, and Chris Thiele. Uh huh. And I heard about it from Austin Hill. Right. So this Where'd is what I love it? about this. Yeah. This group for us is that you heard about it through a high school friend. Yeah. Of mm-hmm. ours, I heard about it from the same friend who taught, told us about Church of the Cross. Okay. Well, kind of simultaneously. Okay. So then we're like kind of introducing Nickel Creek to each other. Okay. So I love that about. So I've heard that Nickel Creek. They are what kind of music are they? Bluegrass, yeah. okay, generally. Which hey. we went through a real kind Americana of Americana or bluegrass. Uh, they're kind of both. A little Americana. I mean, yeah. they kind of like as their further as. albums, but their first album was mainly bluegrass. Right, mm-hmm. that's where a lot of them came from, and mm-hmm. they played together as kids a lot, and then they did this thing with the three of them. Yeah, and we ended up. Yeah, we ended up liking that kind of music together. I think. In our college years, we would go to, we went to a couple of bluegrass festivals. festivals Oh, wow. But then we ended up seeing Nickel Creek together at Quest. Yeah. Here in the cities. 
Oh. Shortly, yeah. maybe the year before we got engaged. Drove down the cities. But, yep. Um, so yeah. that's a good memory, too. I think we ended up... It was it. freezing. We ducked into Pizza Luce without knowing Pizza this Luce. Quest? Where's that? Not there anymore, I think. So the... You know where, like, Cowboy Jacks is um, downtown by, yeah. the, by the baseball stadium? So yeah. there used to be a club inside there. Actually, they, like, turned it into... It's called the barn or something like that now. Mm-hmm. And then I started working in that building. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy. Years and years just and years later, I went to Pizza Luce every day. So it's Pizza Luce in the warehouse? Oh. It's just across the alleyway. Yeah, That's the true. one over on Fourth, mm-hmm. uh, Fourth mm-hmm. and Second Avenue. Yeah, North or whatever. Yeah. So it's one of the few concerts that we've enjoyed together, and I ended up seeing them in Pennsylvania with the friend who introduced me oh. to them. So it's special to us on many levels. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, and the songs. Yeah, a couple songs. I chose "When You Come Back Down," mm-hmm. and that was a really meaningful song to us because. We were deciding um, about getting married, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the song is really, to me, it was just this kind of just a love song mm-hmm. about keeping your identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how I saw the song. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of sad, but then I well, it is. I, I played it, <laughs> but I changed the words a little bit he played it when, when he, we got engaged. Yeah, when he proposed. When I proposed. He, he mm-hmm. sang and played it on his guitar for me, so that one is special. Yeah, it is kind of sad. I like a sad song. I like <laughs> what, year is, what year is this we're talking Love about? Love a sad song. That we got engaged? Yeah. Oh, three. 2003, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And your song? Oh, The Fox. So, okay. I mean, I mean, there's, well, I thought about the hand song, but, um, which, which is great, but I, I, I'm going to choose The Fox because it's... because you like I, light I, and I happy. I think it's quintessentially, yeah, it's light and happy. <laughs> It's not sad. Um, it's more, you know, it's, it's kind of them, and it's just a fun mm-hmm. song that they just, you know, kind of a long story, kind of like Rocky Raccoon. Sure. Yeah. But, you know, kind of all continuous and talks about, you know, what happens and it's silly and highlights their musicianship on top of their singing, which mm-hmm. I think is really a And what's the instruments they have in their in their group? This is, I just have to say, this is what I love about Trevor and listening to music with Trevor. He'll yeah. be like, do you hear that instrument? And I'll be like, no way. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is what I love about listening to music yeah. with you. Just yeah. so you know. You really hear all the things that are going on. You hear the words. You hear the instruments. Sure. So um, there's like, how many people? There's three people in So there? what are the... You know? No! <laughs> That's, I mean, That's the point, I guess. I need you for yeah. some, some things. <laughs> so, uh, mandolin, guitar, and violin. Oh, that sounds pretty. And yeah, yeah I mean, they're all really good. Um, all three sing at different times, lead mm-hmm. songs, all three write songs, mm-hmm. and it's you know it's it's really fun. They just they mm-hmm. really really play well together. Like like I really now there is there's also a much maligned band called Nickelback. Am I, am I, <laughs> I'm, I'm right in that right? Not the Correct. same. Yeah, I know. Correct. So like yeah. so like. I've heard, it's, and it's like, I don't know anything about them. All I know is that whenever they're brought up, they are mocked. Yeah. I don't know anything about them. Forgive me for those of you listening to the show who might enjoy this group, but but this is a yeah, different, I mean, they, very different group. They're not bad. I mean, they're, they're a rock band. They're a rock band, yeah. Sure, they have some singles <laughs> that yeah. are... But I remember Nickel yeah. Creek is the more serious of the groups. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Correct. I, I will say, I mean, for sure, this album, and we continued to enjoy their later releases, mm-hmm. and they had such a different flavor. So I think it's worth doing a deep dive and Absolutely. listening to their next two albums, too. 
They've all done... Super they, different flavor yeah. and continue to, to love them all for different reasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sean and Sarah Watkins are playing here in uh, Hopkins this this December. We, have, oh, we yeah. actually have tickets to go see you know mm-hmm. the, the two of them. Chris Lee did you can the Prairie us. Home Companion for a while. Oh, yeah. Um, of course, yeah. Uh-huh. Absolutely. They, he was the host after uh-huh. Garrison Keillor yeah. retired. That's and, right. And, and she, Sarah was on the show for a long time That's just right. as, a, as a contributor. They've all done... A lot of like solo and and a bunch oh yeah, of, their names. Sorry. When you say their names, I know. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I hadn't forgot. Mm-hmm. I had forgotten about Thiele, but yeah, I do yeah. remember that name now. Okay, well, uh, that's one album that you're sharing. What's the second one? Uh, so it's, trying to decide who's going to say it. It's the album to Elizabethtown. The, oh. the soundtrack to the movie. Cameron Crowe movie. Exactly. It all comes Yeah, which I've seen yeah. once. I wasn't a huge what? fan of the movie, oh, but We're it was all fun because I like yeah. Cameron Crowe, but... So. Susan Sarandon and yes. uh, uh, Orlando, 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 Legolas, yes, well and um, yep. Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst, yep. yes. That movie that. we watched maybe the first year of our marriage. Okay. And Probably. loved it. Okay. Yeah. Like really something about it. Do I need I to revi- I, Do I need to revisit? Yes. Almost as good as Austin Land. But not quite. Trevor is very surreptitiously seeking all these other albums in, which was my plan all along. So we like like weird movies. I mean, we do. Like, but like, what I think struck examples. me about Elizabethtown yeah. when we saw it and listened to the music was we were living in Northern Virginia, oh, really far away from yeah. our homes. For the um, first time. For the first time, we were newly married, and the the movie is really about home. Mm-hmm. I do remember uh, and that. about going home. So mm-hmm. I think there was something to me really, really meaningful to watching that movie. But then his best friend gave us the soundtrack oh. when we moved back here. Yeah, I have no idea what's Mark on. Gave that. It to us? Mark gave it to what us. What a guy! And so it what ended up being, and again, a CD uh-huh. that we would just play over and over. And I'll just. Yeah, right I have into no the... idea what's on that. I'm sure that Cameron Crowe oh. is an amazing like user <laughs> of music, yeah. so I'm sure there's good songs on so it. So the song that I chose that just became so cathartic to me as we moved back, like it just I love, I love music that helps me feel right and mm-hmm. just like deeply feel. Yeah. Um, but the song was "My Father's Gone" by Elton John. Uh huh. Okay. And something about that song just I could listen to it. Forever and ever. Mm-hmm. And I still do. And we still play the soundtrack all the time. Mm-hmm. And your song? What was the other song that we had? Oh, oh, well, I wrote it down. Sorry. Okay, the other one is Where to Begin by My Morning Jacket. Okay, don't know that one. So, yeah, I mean... So, so that's just our way of putting in another artist, mm-hmm. basically. <laughs> talk about right. that we yeah, because we've already talked about Elton John some. <laughs> right. Right. So I, you talk about MMJ. Well, I mean, so Tom Petty's in this album too. Mm-hmm. Um, Square One, mm-hmm. but uh, it's, there's some Patty Griffin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's just there's, some great um, music. Ryan Adams, who uh-huh. uh, yeah. Adam Murray. Adam Murray just yeah. talked about Ryan Adam Adams, which that's the song that I wanted to put on, uh-huh. but there's a swear word, so Trevor said we couldn't. Oh, you couldn't. I was ready to go there. And That's yes. too bad you're not the rector. Sorry. You can just yeah. he, he'll just put Sorry. on music. Christian will just put you know just. Music, <laughs> a bunch of disclaimers. Because I'm going with it, whatever. So yeah, that I was ready to go there, Trevor. Well, we didn't know that. We didn't, we, we didn't know there was language for years. Oh sure. Well, we almost picked AJR, which is our naughty music. AJR. Yeah, yeah, but we can't talk about that. Uh, 
<laughs> we weren't going to talk about that. But we just did. So yeah, but we just great. did. So here we are. But, <laughs> we'll but yeah. Um, Thankfully, we're so in a church. They have you know, we can yeah. confess and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. It's grace, not legalism. And, <laughs> and, um, just, so MMJ, didn't you... What's your history with my morning jacket? You introduced oh. them to me. We ended up going to their concert, and I felt like I was in purgatory. I felt like I would never. <laughs> so we went to see my morning jacket. Judah was like two. I was so tired, and I was like, "Well, oh, no, Andrew's all gung ho." I was like, surreal. "Honey, so this is a rock show, mm-hmm. oh, and like this is going to we be intense. It's going to be loud. But also, it feels yeah. like a bad dream." And, and and she's like, "No, no, it's fine. Like like I I've, <laughs> I've been to a rock show. I was like, honey, this is a rock show. Yeah, like." And the first half, I think you enjoyed it. And the yep. second half, they turned it up even louder. <laughs> and they, like, they're a great live band and they're a uh-huh. great album band. And they just go, <clears throat> you know what I mean? They just really play. Uh-huh. And, and they love, you know, just extended. 20 minute songs. And yeah, yeah, that's exactly, yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. So it, it, anyway, it just, it, it is, uh, uh, it's We intense. were with my brother and sister-in-law, which made it fun. Like, it was a good memory yeah. to share together. Yeah. Um, for sure. But anyway, my morning jacket is in Elizabethtown. And again, mm-hmm. love how music comes full circle, right? Yeah. This yeah. I'm just movie that was powerful the, uh, to us years and years ago kind of comes back and like, oh, yeah. I'm looking on the uh, Spotify at what's on this album. So just out of curiosity. Oh, it's, yeah. Very cool. A lot of interesting artists. Solid. So good. The Hollies. The Hollies. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, very cool. Oh, Lindsay yeah. Buckingham. Who thought? The Wheat. Man, I haven't so seen that movie. I saw that movie when it came out. I think it was probably came out while the kids were little. And so my guess is, is we probably saw it on DVD at home Yeah. once it was out. Because I loved Cameron Crowe. Yeah. And I just remember being kind of like, eh, I wasn't so mad. I should revisit it because I did... I do love Cameron Crowe's movies. You so. need to focus on him. Kirsten Dunst's acting is a little yeah. something. And Susan Sarandon. Well, Susan Sarandon. And I remember. That's and like, the thing I remember about it. Was and there's some there. music in the movie that didn't make it to the soundtrack. So, like, Leonard Skinner is part of mm-hmm. this oh, crazy Freebird. scene at the end. And yeah. Oh, it's just. There you go. Oh, so, so good. good. Uncle Jesse. <laughs> and here's kind of like. Music, our movie and watching doesn't overlap a lot, so when we can find something that we both like, it sticks. We cherish that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's uh, the third one then? You got Elizabeth Town. You got uh, what was the first one again? Uh, Nickel Creek. Nickel Creek. Yeah. That's right. Yep. You go ahead. The milk. Oh, I so this was a. Okay, we really again. It was like, uh, what should the third one be? We chose Milk Carton Kids, uh-huh. which you know the Milk Carton I've Kids. And again, that's one that Trevor introduced to me. Mm-hmm. And for me anyway, it's really calming. Mm-hmm. Music that tells a story. So I feel like I could really sit in listening to the stories of the songs. Well, I got a call from Sky Kai Hai <clears throat> one day. And it's funny that Jamie couldn't go to the show. And so he and I went to a show at Cedar. For Over the Rhine, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. So o- Over the Rhine is headlining. And Milk Carton Kids opened. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were shockingly awesome. 
Okay, yeah. And just so... That's a great feeling, isn't it? When you go see a band and then the opening, which you're not that excited about, ends up being amazing. That's happened a few times to me. This is what I appreciate about Trevor. I wouldn't know because I don't really love to go to concerts. (laughs) So he comes home with this new music that we get to enjoy together. Well, their first albums, at least, they they used to be just free, too. Right, Um, yeah. um, Michigan and then another one um, that you could just download from their website. Mm -hmm. They've done a lot of stuff. They've been touring... If you like just two guitars and two guys who mm-hmm. sing so wonderfully together, they're like it's hard to find. There, there are a few albums where they'll play with others, but usually just mm-hmm. the two of them. They're just smooth and and so like their duets and songs and arrangements are just awesome. Mm-hmm. They have a song California. Do you know? Yeah, you should look that up. Yeah, have to look it up. Yeah, so we chose the album Ash and Clay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Trevor chose that album. Yeah. I don't know their albums. Again, I know more songs than albums, and my favorite songs are not on that album. Okay. <laughs> that's and yet fine. you're still going with it. Well, that's, that's very nice of you. I'm, you know. Anyway, um, so the song I chose is the um, Ash and Clay uh-huh. the title, uh-huh. the title track. Uh-huh. How about you? I'll take Hope of a Lifetime. The that opener. was one of my, yeah, yeah, that was my other one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. It's... There you go. Hope of a there Lifetime was. and Ash and Clay. I mean, they're one that you like. You just you just put in the album, like like just listen to the whole thing. If yeah. it's in the background, if you're just you know doing something, if you're just listening to the album, it's it's both just yeah there. And this even Nickel Creek and these guys are often kind of like the the, the morning music vibe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that I, I like. I associate them with sunrise with you know huh. sun. Mm-hmm. Didn't know opening. Opening. And we're so we're learning about each other as well. Yes. So, but the other one that we were <laughs> we're not going to talk about is AJR. Just look them up. What's AJR? Yeah. It's our date music because AJR. They swear. I don't know it. Yeah. Because they swear. Yeah. They sometimes swear. they use bad language. And we but can't. Is AJR an abbreviation or is that just their name? That's their name. Okay. I, I mean, they're. What? So I think like so they, they, again, they Trevor introduced them to me, and I just we would get in the yeah. car on a date and like put it on because it was one of the things that we couldn't listen to with our kids around. So it felt like <laughs> we are adults well, super happy. Yeah. to just different than what we would usually listen to. Our yeah. favorite song is Call My Dad. Call My Dad. It's just so good. So that's like nine and a half, or like well, three and a half yeah. maybe. Just, the, the, album is, the album is The Click that we listen to, and it's, it's about like losing their retainer. And it's, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, okay. it's a band that's kind of... Okay. Just arriving. Uh-huh. I don't really like any of their other stuff that I've heard, mm-hmm. but that album, it's it's complete album starts with an overture and then it just goes into mm-hmm. every song and it's different fun. Well, this has been quite a journey so far. We've got six from Andrea, three from the both of you, and we will take a break and we'll be right back for the last six from you, Trevor. Sounds good. And we are back in the basement with Andrea and Trevor Pope. Now, I am having a wonderful time. I'm looking forward to hearing some of this music. We are now on the last lap. We're going to do the six um, albums that Trevor has, and then we're going to talk about books. Now, you, you're familiar you know, with the, the spin on the books. You're adding a book to the library rather than you just get one book, right? You get that, right? That's awesome. That's yes. good. You like that? Okay. So with that in mind, Trevor, did you have any... Uh, arc to your picks here with the six that you chose? 
Uh, I mean, roughly philosophy? in terms of roughly in terms of impact, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't know. I just like a lot of variety too in terms of how I how I select them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so what's uh, your first pick? So it's it's the Tom Petty Live Anthology. Okay. Um, it's a four disc set. It was given to me by my my friend Mark Storsley. He's come up a couple times, actually, because mm-hmm. he's been highly influential. A lot of my musical taste was influenced by him and his dad sitting around. We just listened to, to music at their house. Uh-huh. Um, you know, he has one of my friends with Spotify. Uh, he's the one who played Rocky Raccoon on his guitar, and I was like, oh, you should teach me that. Uh-huh. And, and then he taught it to me. Uh-huh. And it's like, well, what a great, like, kind of complete song. You know, you can play it, tell the story. It's great. Um... Yeah, so so the live anthology is I think just just a great combination of Tom Petty, who's a great live artist, mm-hmm. was a great live artist. Um, he, so Mark and I went to Summerfest in two thousand two in Milwaukee. So the Fourth of July, just like on Lake Michigan. Yep, yep. And we went a day early. Uh-huh. Saw Nickel Creek. Mm-hmm. Saw Bela Fleck. Oh sure. And then the next day. We went to the Tom Petty concert, and he was headlining the big amphitheater mm-hmm. that yeah. night. I bought a hooded sweatshirt and a t-shirt. Oh wow! I think I dropped like a hundred and probably twenty bucks. Yeah, well, hoodies at a concert are not cheap. Oh, but you, you had oh yeah, remember I had it forever. I wore that. You like, were when you I were was pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened to it? Oh, it's gone. Sure we got got to keep those. Yeah, vintage and whatnot. Uh, I don't think I'd fit it, but it was it was uh, amazing that that show like everyone sings at a Tom Petty concert. Mm-hmm. The lighters come out, <laughs> you know what I mean, and they're like yeah. like it lighting up this whole theater. And he came out and he just sang like five or six back to back hits. So it was it was you know. Free Fallen, Refugee, mm-hmm. Don't Do Me Like That, I Won't Back Down. It was I think sure. it was some of those that he just like he just kinda ripped through everything and they just had so much energy and you know, again, like the crowd is what made it. Yeah. I saw him later in two thousand six in Virginia at another outdoor amphitheater type setup and it was really similar. Stevie Nicks showed up yeah. to that one. She was with him for a couple songs. But it was just... It, it was just huge. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, hearing, feeling the music, being there, and and uh, dancing, kind of. Like, like I can't do this concert dance, you know? <laughs> uh, They're getting into it just a little bit. Jen Asp make, ma- makes fun of my concert dance. <laughs> at least she did when we were at Dylan. Uh, Christian and I, actually... So yeah. Wait a she, minute. She went to. She made fun of. I'm Dylan. sure this will yeah. come. Up. No. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, that was a different concert we went to at uh, the the St. Paul Saints, the old stadium. Sure, Midway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but she, we were there. So well, like Scott Bailey, my yeah. brother Taylor, okay, Christian, Dylan Evans, yeah. uh, used to be here. Yeah, I think uh-huh. Ben Kyle showed up with yes. with another guy. And we had a great time. Um, but yeah, Jen asked me to find my dancing. Yeah. Well, you know. That's, that's what she does. Par for the course. Um, the songs, though, as far as this We got album, four albums 
Four yeah. discs, so that's a lot of songs. So Yeah, so we disc, didn't know each other, so I'm excited to... Disc three, number 11, uh, he starts to play American Girl, but they started out, mm-hmm. they just disguised the song. You know, they like, yeah. they're just kind of playing, they play a mm-hmm. few bars, they kind of re- repeat a few bars, but it's not really the song, but it's in the key of the song, uh-huh. and you just hear the crowd kind of there, Yeah, and they stop. Yeah. And they're like, what's going on? They were cheers, but they don't really know what they're cheering about, and then they... They play a little more, and they just tease you, and yeah. then they just rip it, you know, and everyone just goes nuts, and it's just, that is the concert venue experience. You hear the band playing the song, like, they want to play the song, and then mm-hmm. they, you know, get in the song, and then they they just improvise and, you know, solo and all that. It's just wonderful. Um, the second one would be Southern Accents. Mm-hmm. He does this just mellow piano song just describing that feeling again kind of telling you a story i always equated that to james taylor walking man that mm-hmm. th- that song kind of like mm-hmm. moving around not necessarily that I, I i identify with the person that they're singing about and you know this song but it's i don't know it's like they do it like 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 they sing it they play it you kind of buy it yeah in terms of what they're doing mm-hmm. um that's where was he from do you know gainesville florida pretty florida. sure that's right yeah, yeah. 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 And, and a lot of the albums are there. I none of the album none of the songs in the album are from you know like two concerts that I ever went to, but sure. you know there's all same era though. like yeah, the same and era and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's an anthology throughout his career of live stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they capture like it it plays like a continuous concert. Uh-huh. Sure. Turns all four. So. Yeah. It's beautiful. Oh, cool. Well, what's your second pick? Well, it's Bob Dylan. Yay! No surprise. No, but yeah, he hasn't made any appearances on this show so yeah. far. Um, <laughs> I, I really, I mean, I almost Which went Which album? There's, he has I 900 know. albums. I almost went with New Morning because it's really? one of the songs, The Man in Me, is, is like one of my favorite songs. Is that songs. like a, one of the Christian albums? No. It's not? No. That's... I don't uh, know that one. Yeah. New Morning. That's uh, um, Slow Train Coming and... Okay. The saved, uh, you saved. Yeah. Uh, Desire. Desire is a great album. I really like that one. So, can you guess why? I one of the reasons I would really like that album. Uh, Sarah? from from listening. Well, yeah, no. but there's a vocalist on the album. Amy Lou Harris is on the album. <gasps> well, so I was reading that she was part of that Rolling Thunder review. Mm-hmm. And as part of the tour before and after they yeah, released. Yeah, one more cup of coffee. I think she sings on that one. It's it's her. Yeah. Oh, okay. Desire is a great album. I, but now I'm making it about me, which I don't want to do. Tell me about <laughs> why you love the album Desire by Bob Dylan. Enough about me. Let's talk about you. Exactly. Like. <laughs> I'm here to talk about you. Uh, but I love it. I don't, when I when I hear an album I love, I respond. What can I say? So, I've seen Dylan six times. Yeah. Three times at Excel, once in Bismarck, once in Fargo, once in Bowie, Maryland. Mm-hmm. And I was on a road trip with a guy named Corey Fisher, and he put in Desire. Mm-hmm. And we listened to it from Bismarck to Minneapolis. On your way to a concert. Almost, yeah, yeah, yeah. To I mean, see you're on Dylan. A road trip, yeah, it was like, like 2002 or 2001. Mm-hmm. I think it was, no, yeah, 2001. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was one of those, like, October 
ice storms hit at one point they were like going super slow and yeah. you know what I mean people are in the ditch but <laughs> yes. it's just one of those things just typical North Dakota driving yeah. exactly I mean, driving yeah and we just listened to it over and over and I was like wow so I mean it Hurricane obviously mm-hmm. is you know I think one of Dylan's great songs and and, and like it just Kind of Dylan, like it's 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 pretty complex. It's this long, mm-hmm. long story, mm-hmm. you know, and it has has a lot of just facts in it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he it's just true. he just kind of hits everything. Kind of which... going back to his his sort of preachy roots. Yeah, a bit. I mean, he didn't really do that for a long time, but he gets into that one, and he's pretty fiery, yeah. fired up about this guy. Uh, the one I mean, well, and it's just a bunch of stories. Mm-hmm. So ISIS, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, one of my favorite lines from ISIS was, uh, "The wind it was a howling, and the snow was outrageous. We chopped through the night, we chopped through the dawn. When he died, I was hoping it wasn't contagious, but I knew in my mind that I had to go on." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like and that's the rhythm still, of that song is just—it does have that kind of, oh yeah, kind of like that. I like Sarah a lot. Well, so in the book. If you read uh, Down the Highway, The Life of Bob Dylan, so there, there's yeah. a biography that I read, and it said that Sarah was there in the studio listening through the glass, mm-hmm. and they did get back together, his wife Sarah, first wife Sarah, mm-hmm. um, for a period of time um, at the, at, that they reconciled. But, you know, I like to think of it that he was literally singing, you know, to Sarah. I mean, well, I think it's, singing, it's his most... Yeah. You know, in terms of memories and him being uh, vulnerable, mm-hmm. which is pretty rare mm-hmm. for, you know, in, in mm-hmm. uh, openly vulnerable, maybe, would be totally. the way of saying it. And, Absolutely. Uh, but then One More Cup of Coffee, mm-hmm. I love the title. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just telling Andrea that, like, if I could drink black coffee all day and it wouldn't affect me, like, that'd just be amazing. You would do it. Mm-hmm. Strong black coffee. Uh, Joey, Black Diamond Bay. I mean, it's, it's just a whole bunch of... Mm-hmm. Mozambique. Oh. <laughs> That's on there, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. it's a... It's a it, the number of sounds he goes through, the different seasons of his career. The number... I mean, this... Uh, I did see that. Did you see the film about Rolling Thunder Review? Yeah. So, I own it. The violinist, yep. you know, that, she, that he found, you know, that... I can't remember... I can't remember her name. But she's just... The violin sounds so distinct on this mm-hmm. album. It's so, yeah, distinct, well, prominent yeah. too. Yeah, oh yeah, you know, carries you know so much of the song on top mm-hmm. of all the other instruments. Just kind of well, like in Hurricane. I mean, just the amounts of times that you know when there's a pause in the lyrics, and it's yeah. just it goes to this violin for to carry it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. what about his Christmas album? <laughs> I mean, come on. You, yeah, when well, oh, here comes Santa Claus sounds so threatening. I really <laughs> I really wanted to troll Christian. Yeah. I <laughs> like put that on there. Have the Christmas album. Or my brother. Here yeah. Comes, here comes Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that was an interesting decision on his part. Uh but yeah. Hurricane and Sarah are probably the two songs I take from it. Yeah. So well, what's your number three pick? Bob Dylan, Telltale Signs, the Bootleg Series, Volume 8, Deluxe Edition. So another Bob Dylan song? Another Bob, Bob Dylan, Dylan album. Telltale Signs. I have that one. Okay. Is that the one that's about um, which, which era A lot is of that? time out of mind. Yes. But yes, 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 yes. There's some earlier albums and, 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 you know, and stuff there. 
So Mississippi is on on my bedtime playlist for. It's a great song. Early. Yeah, that's from. Uh, not time out of mind. That's the other. One. Uh, what's the the album that Mississippi is? On? Uh, um, Love and Theft. Yes. So I really like that song. Everybody moving if they ain't already there. Everybody got to move somewhere. Stick with me, baby. Stick with me anyhow. Things should start to get interesting right about now. Mm-hmm. I loved like like <laughs> I say to my kids something like or like when I'm walking into them like things should start to get interesting right about now. Yeah. And then you just it, yeah, yeah yeah. But this is an acoustic version mm-hmm. that he plays like three different versions of. Mm-hmm. Mississippi, including another one with an oh no, that's Red River Short with an accordion, okay. and then has like this kind of cheesy accordion opening, mm-hmm. and then it goes into the song. It's just, it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 fantastic. But there's also another one like Marching to the City, which is just straight blues. Mm-hmm. The whole you know the whole thing with the accordion with everything, electric guitar. It's a seven or eight minute song. It's just you know beautiful. Scott Bailey gave me the end of. Like the deluxe edition of this, like the last two albums mm-hmm. from it, mm-hmm. randomly. Um, <laughs> Scott Bailey. Scott, oh, good old so, Scott. So great. Um, so yeah, that would be album number two. That was three. Number three. Number three. Yeah. yeah the yeah, first yeah. one was Tom Petty. Petty. Uh, two Desire. Big Dylan. Yeah. So for number four, what's your third Dylan album? So <laughs> believe it or not, because I remember when we drove to the Men's Retreat with Dan yeah. and asked, we listened. I brought. My bootleg of the, uh, is oh. the... Remember that? Yeah. Was it number... Th- no, remember, he doesn't remember anything. Four? Or he five? Remember. No, it was the one that was about Highway 61 and bringing it all oh. back home. So it's like, there's an entire disc of just cuts of like a Rolling Stone. I was listening to it earlier, like last week. It was great. Um, yeah, so what's, your remember number, what's your number four album? Uh, Blind Boys of Alabama, I'll Find a Way. Blind? I don't know this. So... Blind Boys of Alabama... I'll find a way. I'll find a way. I also Tell me sang, about the blind boys of Alabama. I sang in a choir, I don't know, what, junior high, seventh grade? Mm-hmm. A little bit in high school, a little bit in college, just a little bit. You dab- led worship? I dabbled. Oh, yeah, then I sang, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I did a little. little. But uh, I love choir. Mm-hmm. Um, so I shall not be moved... There will be peace, or there will never be peace until God is seated at the conference table. I mean, it's, so it's a group of men who are just singing great music. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of gospel, a lot of, you know, just kind of larger and smaller harmonies. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a song called Every Grain of Sand. That's a Bob Dylan song. That is... <laughs> is game pops up there's this they like they open it up and it's kind of melodic and then there's this discordant beat mm-hmm. that these two beats it's and I think it's it's probably you know meaning when you're out of sync mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with God when you're out of sync you know in your life and yeah and later it comes into sync in itself um, but I think there's something about their honesty, their earnestness, mm-hmm. and and you know the lyrics, but also in this and you know albums that I listen to, like I love to hear like the pick on strings and like the scrape of fingers and like like a dirty kind of mm-hmm. 
recording mix mm-hmm. and just to have like like to hear everything about it mm-hmm. and they have that kind of a mix in their you know in their song kind of how, you know how they record and what they play mm-hmm. so have we ever there's yeah yeah like a few times but yeah <laughs> yeah especially in the car so i used to download music from the library it was totally legal uh-huh. And, you know, it's like I remember that. You yeah. told me about that. Yeah. I did it for a bit too. Yeah, yeah, for my whole family. Yeah. And and but I would just find like Dylan songs and like travel all the way through. You know what I mean? Kind of different songs mm-hmm. and everything else. So it was it was, you know, it was awesome. That that's part of the way I found this. Um and and it's also I found my next album, which was the soundtrack to the movie Masked and Anonymous. I don't know this movie. It's Bob Dylan's in it. Oh, uh, yeah. Was this the one that was a relatively recent, right? Uh, just like the like, yeah, like late, in the like, 2009 yeah. or eight. I've I never re- seen it. I don't know. Um, I don't remember that. <laughs> like, he, came out really, and he starred in it, didn't he? Uh, you know, starred might be a strong term, but I'm not really sure. I never saw it. Uh, <laughs> but you still get the you still got the soundtrack for it. So it has like my probably one of my like top one songs of all time. Top one. Yeah. yeah. Which is. Most of the time. Oh, sure. Most of the time is a good song. Sung by Sophie Zelmani, who is, I think she's Swedish. And she has this kind of Nora Jones-esque, but even more like, I call it like like, like Ben Kyle, like like a really intimate Mm -hmm. style and voice where you, like, you just hear, you know, every breath, Mm -hmm. note, you know, every part of what they sing, and she sings most of the time, I think, in one of the most striking, haunting ways mm-hmm. about it. Because most of the time, you know, I used to talk to Josh Moon about this recently, like, it it paints the white space around his feeling. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I'm clear-focused all around. Most of the time, I can keep my feet... Which I, album is that? I, I can keep both feet on the ground. What did he sing? Um... I want to say that's another one of Love and Theft. I think so. But it's in that. Yeah. It's in that era. And she does it mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. So good. And she's, you know, she's got great uh, great music. But then they also cover a bunch of his stuff. So, like, Senor, mm-hmm. uh, sung by Jerry Garcia. Okay. And that's one that... I don't know like, Senor. Like, he's like, Senor. And then, like, Senor. Like, like, the Grateful Dead going to falsetto. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And it's almost like a little bit, I don't know, like a little bit exaggerated, but like I, I sing that to people sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like in the office. Senor. <laughs> yeah, I just... So, um, so we had Tom Petty and yeah. then basically four Bob Dylan albums. Well, wait a minute. No. I mean... Three... This one is. I'm glad we're only I mean, two solid ones. Two solid ones. Yeah. And then you had the uh, Blind Boys the Alabama. Alabama. The, yeah, you we, mentioned we, we, that we there was every it. grain of sand on that one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. what's number six? Mass Anonymous. So, Margie Hack kind of gave him a call out, but I'm going to put him on the list. It's Andrew Bird. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. The album Are You Serious? Uh huh. He's, he's a complex dude. Um, you know, I don't know where he stands on everything, but he's a complex dude, totally original. And I had a friend because I also I was like a whistle sometimes at mm-hmm. work, 
Mm-hmm. And I had this friend named Spencer who was like, you know, you should listen to Andrew Burt. He whistles when he's, like, performing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I like this guy. I'm mm-hmm. going to go listen to some Andrew Burt. So I go to the library. Yes. And I go library and get, again, yes. you know, some library downloads from the site. And I feel like you got extra library cards. Well, just the families. <laughs> I was representing the family. So they apparently don't do this anymore? Uh, no, no, I no, no. They they still do, but then we got Apple Music Unlimited, and, okay, and you know, got I got less motivated. Sure. Uh, but you know, but uh, yeah. So so he sings. It's like he's one of those I think kind of music genius uh-huh. guys who's been performing for a really long time. Kind of like Nickel Creek and others who've been yeah. as kids, and they're you know, like their early stuff is a little bit boring, I think. And then later they get really good, mm-hmm. and uh, so he plays violin. Okay. He sings, but he, he plays violin. He kind of, like, plucks at his violin. Mm-hmm. He probably plays other instruments as mm-hmm. well, like, writes his own stuff. It's just really awesome. Um, there's two songs. I mean, Capsize kind of starts out with a bang, but then there's one called Valleys of the Young. Mm-hmm. And I heard it around the time that we had, no, a little bit after we had Karis, but it was a feeling about first having kids. Mm-hmm. And um, you know the valley. You know your friends become strange to you, and you become strange to them, and you live across a great divide. And like like leaving this valley of it called brunch and tedium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and I, I said to my brother recently uh, when he you know he had kids, and I was like, I think this this might speak to you. There, yeah. There's also like uh, Roma Fade, which is all about his whistling. Okay. Um, all right. They're not about it, but like he you know he opens up with this. This is whistling, which is classic. It's, you know it's. It, it's what he does. Um, well, I have to say, I was expecting to hear some Bob Dylan. I didn't expect to hear this much, so that's cool. I love it. You're, you're focused. Focused is good. I got my vein. Oh, I mean, and, and some people have covered him. You know, some, yeah, you know, true. arguably, well, even a little uh, better, caught the spirit of what he, yeah, what he does. Yeah, he's, so. he's something else, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, so take that, David and Jen Asp, who <laughs> wanted to like make a big deal about people talking about Bob Dylan. He's only one of the greatest songwriters of the last hundred years. So right. What can you say? Right. Would you see him again? Would you want to see him in concert again? Yeah. I would think that any time you could get that opportunity would not be a bad idea. Yeah. You have an opportunity. I mean, sometimes it, I've seen him uh, four times. And... Uh, it varied quite a bit the experience, mm-hmm. but still. Mm-hmm. Well, I like to go. And then Margie talked about when yeah, she saw him go, that he yeah. was her back. His back was turned to the crowd. So well, yeah. Margie Hack was on the show. She talked about that. Yeah. she wasn't happy with it. Yeah, which I don't blame her. Yeah, but that's yeah. Dylan. It is. So my, I, I finally convinced my brother to go to show, and that was at, um, maybe some seven times. Yeah, because mm. it was at, um, at at uh, St. Paul Saint Stadium, and that time Bobby V was there, uh-huh. and Christian was there, and you know, you know Jen uh-huh. and and, uh-huh. and 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 Scott Bailey and everyone, and he talked to the crowd, mm-hmm. and it was the only concert I've mm-hmm. ever been at where, other than introducing his band, yeah, he gave a tribute, like a very nice tribute to Bobby V mm-hmm. and his music, and I was like. I can't believe that the one concert that my brother finally goes to, mm-hmm. like, he gets yeah. a treatment that, that I've never had. Mm-hmm. And it was a good show. I mean, mm-hmm. he, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, he, he, 
yeah, the shows I've been to, all of them were good. I enjoyed mm-hmm. all of them, but they're very different in terms of what he did. And yeah, if he picks up his guitar or not. Or yeah, anything, I think yeah. The, yeah, I think one of the times he did the harmonica, which was really cool. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, that's all the the music. Well, so uh, I don't have the the book list in front of me. The library that's in the basement right now. I remember some of them. Jane Eyre is down there a couple times. Mm. Yeah. Chronicles of Narnia, Lord of the Rings. The Silmarillion stood out to me. Silmarillion, yeah, that was Jesse mm-hmm. Hamer's. Because, um, yeah. Let me think. Uh, works of Flannery O'Connor is what Margie Hack had. Uh, Adam Murray recently put down W. H. Auden. Mm-hmm. Uh, forgive me. Forgive. Forgive the me. The rest of you. Some. The yeah. Asps had a Lyndon Johnson, which actually is yeah. really good. I'm sold. I will say, yeah, I mean, I, I, I got a copy of one of the first volume of Lyndon Johnson, The Years of Lyndon Johnson, and it is really good. Can't it's, wait. it's like 600 pages, so it's I haven't great. gotten very far, but it's so really good. Oh. So with that in mind, what books are you going to leave into the basement for the library for future exilees, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exiles, yep. whatever? So glad that Jane Eyre is already there. Yeah. Favorite, I think I've read it seven times, mm-hmm. and it's time to reread. So, and the Silmarillion, you you speak that language, <sighs> so yeah. I'm to reading that. Yes. But my book will be Les Mis. Okay, we've got that. We've got the we've got two cop. We've got two people who have picked the musical, and now we have the book. Right. I have not read it. I've wanted. Oh, you haven't read it, so you'd want to have it so that you could. Yeah, I want to have yeah. it so I could, and it's not. I can. It's going to take intention mm-hmm. to sit down and read it. But he read it years ago, mm-hmm. and you were very moved by the book. Yeah. It's a So amazing. I would like to share that experience and really if you, get lost if you get the, the Have you seen the musical? Mm-hmm. So Just the movie, though. I haven't. Well, the best the, part the is reason. that like the first, um, the character who's in the musical for about five minutes at the beginning, the bishop who gives the silver, Mm-hmm. I mean, in the book, that's like 200 pages. Mm-hmm. So you get all this yeah. amazing background into this amazing bishop who is such a godly man. It's really cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for That's that. a good one. I haven't had that one pop up yet. What about you, Mr. Trevor? What book would you take? Well, uh, or add to the library. I think I surprised my wife. Everything is surprising uh, right now, I feel like. Well, he, Calvin and Hobbes. We have the other ones. The complete collection of Calvin and Hobbes. Complete, complete uh, works <laughs> of uh, William Shakespeare. Yeah. Is actually, I well, I was thinking, you know, like these great books, but I, I really want to like actually know these, and and I've watched a lot of Star Trek lately. Uh huh. And you know, John Luke, that guy knows his his Shakespeare. I feel like my kids are starting to know that a lot better. I was like, well, Shakespeare I, looms I, large in Star Trek. I better read up. He does. Yeah, he really does. Data I mean, keeps. I, keeps wow. I've never watched play, Next Generation, but like the wow. old. I, I was an original series. I watched yeah. the original series a lot, and there's a lot of Shakespeare in it. Yeah. Well, Christopher Plummer's in like Star Trek Six, and he's quoting Shakespeare the whole time. Yeah. In the original Klingon. <laughs> That's what he said. They say, "Oh, you haven't ever heard Shakespeare until you've heard it in the original Klingon." I'm, or I'm gonna have to. You're gonna have to find that. <laughs> <version>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So complete works of Shakespeare. So one volume just with all the plays. Oh, yeah, of course. My sonnets wife, as well? Or? My, my, my wife has it on the shelf, yeah. whatever that is. Yeah. I, I read it in college. Does yeah. it have sonnets in it? No, okay. I'm sure it does. Yeah, yeah, it has everything. Yeah, it's got everything. Yeah. Yep. And luxury item. Mm. Boy, I was super inspired by people who chose, like, Adam Marie chose his guitar. Mm-hmm. Laurie Icewald was brilliant mm-hmm. to choose to learn piano. Yep. So I kept thinking of things I could maybe learn 
and then I decided um, to bring my shiatsu massager. There you go. (laughs) And not learn anything and read all the books (laughs) and just... Just be able to. Be able to relax. Everything else that was like a maybe had to do with sleep or relaxation. (laughs) So... Forty dollars on Amazon, so worth the investment. Yeah, super yeah. plug for that. Um, <laughs> it's great. It's necessary. It's a necessity. It's not even luxury, to be honest. But you know. Yeah. What about you, Mr. Trevor? My guitar. It's uh, yeah. musical instrument. Yeah. Oh, musical instruments. The that thing makes I sense, never yeah. really get. Yeah. Around picking up. Yeah. What I'm doing. I've got all this time. Yep. A little Shakespeare. A little Rocky Raccoon. Yeah, he, he listens to all these Bob Dylan mm-hmm. songs and mm-hmm. tries to figure them out. Gotta play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much to both of you for Thanks coming and ha- and ha- sharing this time with me. It'll be fun to listen to your picks. Make sure you listen into the Spotify playlist with the podcast. Thank you both so much, thank and thanks you. for bringing snacks. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Super right. show. Yeah. And there you have it. How about that? What a great time we had talking music. Trevor talking about the deep Dylan cuts and Andrea bringing up simply amazing Elton John songs along with so much other great music. Make sure you check out the pics I attached on the Cross website of Trevor and Andrea's awesome lists that they made that look like cassette tapes. Pretty sweet. It's been a while since we talked numbers on the show, and I am a numbers geek, so here are the most popular artists for the guests on the 9th Avenue 9. These are all artists who have been mentioned three times or more. The Beatles have been mentioned three times. Neil Morse has been mentioned three times. Lin-Manuel Miranda has been mentioned five times. The Avett Brothers and U2 have been mentioned six times. And the artist who has been mentioned more than anybody else is Bob Dylan, especially with Trevor having him be two entries. Remember that I love talking with you about music, so join me on the show. And, just to make sure that you know if music isn't as much your thing, the next show that I'm going to do is going to feature a completely different theme. Since it'll be October, I'll be chatting with David and Caroline Asp about baseball. We're going to talk through our ideal nine position lists for baseball players. So I hope you enjoy it. If, you're, if baseball isn't your thing, still stay tuned for some fun conversation with David and Caroline Asp. Until then, enjoy the music and the peace of the Lord be with you. <laughs>